When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Continental Tyres, AFL Trade Radio. The early trade for tyre power. Family safety is never up for trade. Yeah, welcome back to the early trade. It is a pleasure now to have Danny Daly, the Brisbane Lions GM of football, with us this morning. Uh, Danny, thanks so much for your time. No worries. Morning, Kane. Morning, Matty. How you guys going? You, we're good. You've got a few fingers and a few pies with a lot to achieve in the next week or so. How are you feeling about it all? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got a bit to, to get through, but it's exciting when you think about it. Obviously, we've got a couple of... Good young prospects coming into the football club in, in Will and Fletcher and um, obviously, you know, trying to get a Josh Dunkley deal done and, and Gunston done. So, uh, yeah, busy time. It's exciting at the same time. Yeah, no doubt. You you have loaded up on, on picks, but we're all sort of wondering how the Josh Dunkley deal gets done. Your first pick is, is 21. Can you give us an insight into how you go about satisfying the Western Bulldogs for a pretty good player? Yeah, look, um, obviously not going to go into the specific details of, of the trade, etc. But, you know, our, our list manager, Dom and Sam Power, have had a, a couple of good discussions already and uh, we feel like we're on track to, to get the deal done at some stage. So, you know, um, out of respect for the dogs, obviously can't go into what that looks like at the minute. But, you know, we're working towards that getting done and, and hopefully it'll all be uh, ticked off in the next few days or so. Danny, do you have an order that you need to get through to, um, you know, to satisfy these deals or could the Gunston one be done first and be, be more straightforward? Yeah, I think um, the last couple of days you've seen, obviously, you've been trying to um, split some picks and get some more picks in for points. Um, now that we've been able to do that, um, we'll probably concentrate on the Gunston deal uh, with Hawthorne. Um, you know, obviously keep it in mind as well. These clubs have got other deals that they're working through as well, so... Um, yeah, we'll probably work on that one. We'll still work on trying to split a couple of the picks, as you mentioned earlier in the program. You know, we've got a, a good array of picks with, you know, 21, 25, 34, 35, 36. So if we can hopefully split a couple of those along the way and get some more points, um, then we can, you know, really hone in on the and the Dunkley deal and, and get those discussions going a bit further with the dogs. Is a pick in the 30s about right for Jack Gunston or am I off the mark there? Uh, and you'll look to split split those picks. Uh, yeah, potentially, maybe a bit later, hopefully. Yeah. Um, Hawthorne will want more, we'll want to give less, so you know how it works this time of yeah. year, the art of bargaining the clubs, so yeah, but around about that mark, you would have thought. How does it work? Like, is it is it daily conversations? Is it just checking in? I mean, is it is it nice nature about it, or does it get a bit robust when you're dealing with 
you know, the likes of the Western Bulldogs and, and Hawthorne. Do you have good relationships with other clubs is what I'm trying to say? Yeah, pretty much we do. Um, I think you try and be respectful of all clubs when you're dealing with them. Um, every club's going through the same sort of situation, so um, you do. But I'm sure at times the list managers have little words with each other and try to get that extra little bit out of the deal. So um, I'm sure at times there can be a little bit of heated conversations along the way. But, uh, you know, for the, for the most part, you try and be respectful of each other and, and you understand each other's situation. And what about the barometer, Reese Matheson? Has he asked for a trade? Um, well, his manager did indicate to us earlier in the week that he may be open to one. Um, but as yet, we haven't been given anything official by uh, his management or Reese. But, you know, we all also understand, and, you know, Tom Berry is in the same boat. We, you know, we'd love to keep these guys there. They're good people for us. But we also understand that they want opportunities. So uh, at this point, he hasn't come and asked for a trade. But if he was to do that, we'd have a chat with him about it and, and we'd work through what the best situation is for the club and for Reese, understanding mm. what he wants to do as well. But as yet, we haven't formally been asked to, to trade him. And for him to do that, there must be some interest in other clubs. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have put himself out there. But have you fielded any calls for him from other clubs? No, no, we haven't. Um, but again, you know, his management, no doubt, would have been in contact with some potential clubs who might be interested. But we haven't had any conversations with any club about Reese's yet. Do you expect North to bid at pick one for Will Ashcroft? I hope not. <laughs> um, do you think they will? Oh, look... Who knows? Potentially. I mean, he's such a good player and yeah, everyone's saying he's the best player in the draft. So uh, that'll be a decision North Melbourne needs to make. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they mm. do the right thing, boys. Hey, hey, Danny, <laughs> what was the biggest takeout for you and your football club from that prelim? Where you got beaten by 71 points and Geelong you know, did it the same thing the week after the Sydney Swans about the areas. You've got to get better to take that next step for next season. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I thought for the overall season, it was probably a tick for us winning a couple of finals, which we haven't been able to do, but certainly in that preliminary final, Geelong, you know, just their ability around the contest and to win the ball back uh, highlighted to us um, a need, even though we are a good contested ball side, we probably need to get a little bit better. I think I think we're up and down a little bit defensively this year, and I think we need to do a, a fair bit of work on our defensive game um, to match it in the big games, like I think you know, nine times where league scores are 93 points plus, including the prelims. So I think we need to get to work a little bit on our defensive structures. Um, our ball movement feels quite good. Like we're, I think, the second highest scoring team in the competition. But I think we need to get a little bit of pace around the ground to be able to break the lines a little bit more and, um, you know, get through the best team's defence. So, you know, we've got some good young kids in, in Wilmot who played in the finals. And, you know, Kyle Lohman, who got injured last year, who can... It's exciting it can run and you know Jimmy Tunstall played a few games so we've got some kids coming into into our side that can run a little bit so uh, a little bit more speed on the ball potentially um, so a couple of areas we've got to get better at and keep improving at so we can um, hopefully get to that last day in September which we're aiming to do. Danny uh, I have to ask you about your coach as well Chris Fagan so have you had discussions around putting in uh, like a, an interim senior coach or one of the assistants is in the senior role because potentially you know, if some journalists like Damien Barrett say this may not be settled on till by round one. So what do you do in that situation about making decisions without having your coach there day in and day yeah, out? Well, yeah, well, at the minute, um, all our coaches and staff are on holidays. So, um, you know, Fage is basically on a leave of absence. He hasn't been stood down. So we're still having conversations with, with Fage around, you know, the footy side of things. Um, We've sort of given him a bit of time off just to concentrate on 
you know, um, the case, etc., and, and give him time to work through what he needs to do and uh, get his head clear. So at this point in time, it hasn't been a discussion, a conversation between myself or Swanee, uh, purely because we still feel we've got a coach. Um, if things were to change for whatever reason um, and we were given other information that says that he, he can't coach us, then, yeah, we'll need to get to work on what that looks like in terms of an interim coach succession. But right now, he's still our footy coach. Um, we're having conversations with him about things. Um, yeah, and he's just having some time off to, to work through what he needs to work through with this case. So your expectations that this will be finalised by, I guess, the end of, of the end of this year, is that the indication that you've been given from the AFL? I know they said that publicly yesterday. Yeah, pretty much, mate. Um, and we haven't been given a lot of indication, to be honest. We're just um, working through what, you know, we're hearing and seeing and, and what and Fags are telling us. So, you know, we're hoping that um, the conclusion of it is by the end of the year, one way or the other, and then we can, you know, work through what we need to do from there. Um, yeah. And how is he in, him, in himself? Um, yeah, look, Faye's a pretty, he's a pretty strong character. Um, I'm sure he has his moments where he's, he's feeling, you know, what's going on here. He's, and you guys know Chris, he's a, he's a terrific human being and a, and a, mm. and a care and a lot of empathy. So, um, it's a little bit, um, an awkward situation for him because he, he doesn't know how to feel because, um, that's not, that's not Faye's that we know. And, um, you know, we just got to keep wrapping our arms around him and providing support for him and making sure him and his family are going okay because, you know, it is a stressful time. Um, so, you know, we've just got to be there for him and, and and keep making him feeling as good about himself as he can be. Danny, how do you feel about it as you know, as a club, the Geelong Footy Club, as a Premier picking up uh, pick seven and Jack Bose in this off-season? Obviously good management from them, but how do you feel as an industry that that, that can occur? Uh, well, look, uh, yeah, good management by them. And, you know, we're in the... In the party as well, trying to get that pick. So um, you do what you try and do to uh, to get that pick into the into your draft hall. But um, you know they're the rules of the competition. They are what they are. We uh, just have to work with them and deal with them. Um, is it fair and reasonable? Um, that's an opinion on on everyone else, I suppose, to decide. But you know while it's there and you can do it, um, you know I say well and under Geelong, they're a fantastic football club and uh, they they do a great job in their in the trade period and draft period. So well done to them. Um, but whilst it's still an availability, you can do that. Um, it's both and slathered. So and you yeah, had a discussion. And you had a discussion with Jack Bose as a club. Uh, yeah, we did. We had a, a discussion with him to see if there was any interest in him, him driving down the highway. But um, I think he was, you know, more interested in potentially getting out of Queensland and having a go in Victoria. So uh, yeah, we we wouldn't have been doing our true diligence if we if we didn't do that. But yeah, we had a quick chat with him, but it was uh, only a quick one. Was the attraction more about pick seven than it was about Jack, or was it the whole package? No, I think it was the whole package. Um, again, Dom um, drafted Jack to the Gold Coast, so he's got history with him. And uh, obviously the, the Brisbane-Gold Coast relationship, you, you know a little bit more about your players up here on the opposition. So we, we thought that Jack had some uh, some real qualities that he might be able to have been brought into our football club. Um, you know, we saw him as somebody who could potentially play on our in our wing and, and move inside on ball at times as well. And it's a position we're looking to fill. So um, while the attraction of pick seven obviously is there, we're not going to lie about that. We did have a, an attraction to, to the player himself as well and thought he could help us. Danny Daly is the GM of football at the Brisbane Lions. He joins us on the early trade this morning. Uh, have you made any changes to your coaching structure? We, we know there's a little bit of uncertainty there, but in terms of the assistant and line coaches and fitness staff, have you made any changes or will it be the same crew? 
Nah, same crew. We're um, uh, they're all contracted for another year. So um, yeah, I'm just working through with Fags right now, actually, on whether we make any changes internally for different roles, etc. But we'll have the same the same people um, in our coaching staff and our high performance staff. So yeah, pretty well the same. We might add a, a development coach part time with the increased in soft cap, but uh, we'll work through that over the next couple of weeks. And have you had a discussion with Dane Zorko about his captaincy and whether it's time for him to hand it to, to someone perhaps a bit younger? He turns 34 in February. Um, well, in his exit meeting, we, we had a bit of a discussion about what he wanted to do more so rather than what the club were thinking. So um, we just you know explained to Zorks that it was a good opportunity for him to go away over the break and have a think about what he wanted to do, what he thought. Um, and then when he comes back, um, hopefully fresh and uh, had a, a good thought process about it. We can sit down with him a bit further and discuss what the best option is, one for him and also for the footy club moving forward. So, um, yeah, we have had that initial discussion with him about it. And so who would be who would be next in line? I mean, you've got Lockie Neal, terrific leader, but you've also got some, some really impressive young players, including Harris Andrews. Have, have you got a succession plan in place and you can you reveal perhaps who that might be? Um, well, our players... Um, when they do the leadership vote, they basically vote for the captain as well. And, um, you know, the players have, have got obviously one little say in it, but, you know, as a match committee and then football club will obviously um, have an opinion on that as well. But, you know, the guys you've mentioned already, you know, Lockie Neal and Harris Andrews, Hugh McCluggage has, has come along in leaps and bounds in his leadership over the last couple of years. And um, although he's only 23 years of age, uh, potentially could be a captain. So, um, you know, there's probably three players there right there that could potentially fill the spot. So um, we're in a good position where we have got some good young leaders um, and any one of those, you know, we'd be happy in leading the football club moving forward, to be honest. Danny, you look at Geelong and what they do and you always look at the Premier and you, you look how much you can trust Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins with what they do week in and week out. I want to ask you about Joe Danaher and potentially the exit review meeting and how strong you are with a player like that to say, Joey, are you doing enough to get to out of your potential that you've been given and the talents that you've been blessed with? Good player, Joey Danaher, but not the quality of what many would say he could achieve or he gives Brisbane. Maybe he doesn't mark the footy. Does he give enough pressure at ground level? You know, missing shots for goal. Looks laconic at times. Can he be a better player, you think, than he is right now? And can he work harder? Yeah, no doubt. Um, and you're right. Um, the exit meeting, um, and for most of our players, there's always uh, areas we talk about in their growth area that they need to get better. If we're going to become a, a premiership contender and a premiership side, which we want to be, we need all our players um, working harder and getting better. Um, Joey, and I don't want to use an excuse, but he did carry the, the shoulder in the back half of the season and had an operation as soon as the season was finished. So... Um, he was a bit restricted in his ability to be able to put his hands right up and mark the football, but he played. Um, and when you play, you're 100% fit. But he needs to obviously work a lot harder and be in the game for longer periods during a game. Um, defensively, uh, he realises, and we spoke to him about the need to get better. Uh, we feel that the good key forwards, if they work hard defensively, they keep in the game offensively, allows them to, you know, work on their patterns and you know hit up and mark the football. So. Um, there's no doubt we feel that if he works a lot harder on his defence, uh, that'll help his overall game. So that was the, the gist of the conversation mm. with him as he as he went off to his exit meeting. Yeah. And one final one for me. Has any club asked about Cam Rayner and the possibility of you trading him? Uh, no, no one's asked <laughs> us, but I've seen it reported. And yeah. um, 
I think, Lordy, you know Cam pretty well, do you? Yeah, I do know Cam well, yeah. Yeah. He's such a um, he's such a, a great young man mm. um, that I've had to have, and Dom has had to have about three or four discussions with him in the last two weeks just just, just uh, convincing him that we haven't even spoken to anyone about it because um, mm. he loves his footy club. We love him. He's not going anywhere. In fact, we're getting his brother up to play in our VFL team hopefully next year. So, um, you know, we've got high hopes for Cam um, coming off a year of, you know, his knee surgery and, and we feel that he can go to another level next year and be a, a really important football player for us. So he's not going anywhere. He's, we love him. He loves mm. us. So I can end that speculation right now. Yeah, good, good move, because I, I think we're all excited by what he can do after this year, which he looked like he was an absolute match winner. Danny, uh, good luck with everything you need to achieve in the next week or so. We really appreciate your extended chat with us this morning. No worries, boys. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day. Pretty comprehensive, open and transparent there from the Brisbane Lions, who are key players in this trade period, currently hold picks 21, 25, 34, 35. Josh Dunkley is their priority. Jack Gunston they will get in as well and then having enough points to match the bids for the two youngsters, Ashcroft and Fletcher. This is Continental Tires AFL Trade Radio, Continental Tires engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Danny Daly, our guest.